Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to sit back and take a sip of your tea or tequila. Whatever you're feeling today, let's get talking. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Tea or Tequila. Before we get our guest on here, let's talk a little bit. So everyone's Spotify wrapped came out. It's probably the best time of the year so you can see what type of people the people you follow really are. You, you, can, you can judge people based off what they listen to. Sadly, I don't have Spotify. I have Apple, but we still have kind of the same thing. I'm going to let you guys have a little insight onto what I was listening to this year. The most hours I spent listening to someone was 38 hours with, drumroll please, Rex Orange County. Number two was Harry Styles, classic, with 16 hours. And number three was Quinn 92 with 14 hours. Wow, round of applause for them. Now here comes the embarrassing part. Out of 184 albums, my top album was, with 188 plays, the Hamilton soundtrack. Yeah, you heard that right. Am I a musical theater kid? No. I honestly think it's just because I love rapping the song Satisfied, just because it's my only talent. And number two was Words, Words, Words by Bo Burnham. He's a comedian. You guys should check out his special, Make Happy, on Netflix if you want. And then here we have my number one song. It's Magic in the Hamptons by Social House. Classic. You know the TikTok song. You know where I go. That one. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You gotta listen to music. Especially right now, since Alberta is going in another lockdown. That's really exciting. Gonna be finding tons of new music. And then one last thing I want to touch on before we get our guest on is gingerbread houses. I got a gingerbread house to make. That shit is so hard. Why are gingerbread houses so hard? I always see people making them and they seem so happy. Like couples are like, who's is better? He he. I just get frustrated. They are not fun. I'm just pissed off the whole time. So I'm like, why won't this stick together? This is not turning out how I want. Sorry, I just need to rant. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not capable of doing simple things like that. But anyways, now that I got that off my chest, I think it's time to introduce our guest. Here she is. Okay, guys, today we have another very special guest. I say this for every guest, but this one is extra special. Her name is Sina. Everyone thinks her name is Signa. It's not. It's Sina, and here she is. Hey guys, it's Sina. Nice to meet you all, and thank you for having me on the podcast. I feel very honored right now. Sina, how do you say your last name? Loaf. How do people say it? Loaf. They like to say loaf like a loaf of bread. And do you like bread? I fucking love bread. We love bread in this household. We do. We love getting bread. We love eating bread. We love making bread. Actually, I don't like making bread. I fucking hate like cooking or anything. <laughs> I like making bread like the metaphor, like money. I like making money. Actually, I don't even like doing that because like fucking work. <laughs> I like getting bread. There we go. Sorry, guys. I went on a little bread rant there. Anyways, what you been up to? I've just been studying. What do you study? Psychology, but I'm on my second year, so I also have different electives. Jumping through the hoops to get through some of the most boring classes just so I can secure this fucking degree. We love happy students. Okay, so let's get into how we know each other. I knew Sina's boyfriend before I knew Sina. Here's the connections. I have a boyfriend and then Sina has her boyfriend and then I knew her boyfriend since high school so we went to high school together and he bullied me a little bit but that's okay. And then (laughs) Sina is dating him. I wanted to hang out 
with my boyfriend's friends because I was like, please show me your friends. So then he was like, okay, let's hang out with Jacob. And then Jacob was like, hey, I'm with my girlfriend. So we're like, hey, OMG, double date, so cute. <laughs> so what do we do? We go to Jameson's. Someone had a gift card. Jacob did for my parents. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob had a gift card. That's all I remember. <laughs> Threw some drinks back. Had to loosen ourselves up. Me and Sina both have this really cool thing called social anxiety. Oh, it makes it super easy to make friends. And the guys it's- went away. So we had to talk to each other. So we're like, okay, wait, this girl's kind of fun. Okay. So then the guys come back and we're like, okay, you guys sit together. We're going to talk this time. So then we went to the bathroom together. You know, classic girl bonding moment. And that's where we bonded over our mental illnesses. Yeah, that was our defining moment in our relationship so far. <laughs> so I can't remember what it was. I remember what it was. I shared that I hadn't taken my meds in a while. We started talking about like, oh, like what meds? And then we both figured out we're on similar meds. How cute is that? And then I was like, oh my gosh, what are you on? And you're like, oh, like antidepressants. I was like, oh, me too. Me, I'm like, do you want the brand name or do you want the actual drug name? You want my dosage? Like which one? I got two. So Sina, if you're comfortable, you can let the people know what you have. I have ADHD, uh, mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. insomnia. Ooh, baby. No, insomnia really isn't like a mental illness, but more but just But it just like, fucking sucks. And it just like fucks everything else up. I ran out of my sleeping <gasps> meds. It was so bad. So I bought melatonin. I was like, maybe this time it'll work. It fucking didn't. I took eight. It says is... take max of three. Yeah, I was like, is that allowed? Am I talking to a ghost right now? <laughs> just got it refilled though. So we're all good. Now I no longer have to stay up till like four or five in the morning to fall asleep okay evelina here that is i i also have adhd depression anxiety ocd we both have ptsd yeah i forgot to include that one thank you how could you forget because you try to forget it that's why coping mechanisms (laughs) speaking of what is your favorite coping mechanism sleep which is ironic. I take depression naps. That's what I like to call them. They hit different than the regular nap. They're no. way more sad. You don't want to leave. It's the whole idea of everything around you is just so upsetting and sad. And mm-hmm. it's just not going how you want it to go. That the only way to escape it is just to be knocked out and hope that when you wake up, it's better. And then it never is. I cope with humor. People never know if they're supposed to laugh. I'll say joke right off the bat. I'll be like, haha, yeah, because I tried to kill myself one time. <laughs> and people are like, wait, are you okay? I'm like, no, can you just ruin the joke. It's supposed <laughs> to be funny. That was a while ago. Stop caring about me. No one did back then. Oh, the only reason I'm funny is because of my trauma. Yeah. It's just been so long that you just laugh about it. You have to because otherwise you're just constantly feeling shitty about yeah. it. And that gets so exhausting that it's like, why don't I turn this into something that can actually profit? And like just make the people around me not uncomfortable? Because I just don't like people's pity. No, I 100% get that. I'd rather have it be funny and have someone laugh mm-hmm. than try to be like, are you sure you're okay? I'm here. I'm doing decent now because I'm yeah. making fun about it. So just fucking laugh. Then the anxiety kicks in. And it's like, you're not funny. Ha 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 ha. And you're like, fuck, okay, yeah. I should never talk again in my life. And it's like, you know what? This is fucking hilarious. And I want to be able to tell my therapist, guess what I did? I made a joke about this and everyone <laughs> laughed. It's not, oh, well, how did they respond? If they didn't respond by laughing, then I have to admit that it wasn't actually good. But the thing that I wanted to talk about was people that say they're depressed just when they're sad. They have OCD when they just like cleaning. I'm sorry. 
If you do that, stop. People who say that, they're like, oh, I'm so depressed. And they're just bored or like a little bit upset about something. You're the worst kind of person. Some guys and texting you back, you're like, oh, I'm so depressed now. I'm like, okay, Becky, I've been laying in my bed for four days wanting to die just because my brain is telling me I'm not worth living. I'm depressed. You just not getting a text back from Brad because he's banging some other girl. It's just you being sad over a dumb boy. That's you being upset about a situation. Like, this kind of bums me out. Like, this is annoying. Kind of hurts my feelings. Which makes sense. You're allowed to be sad over that. Oh, I've yeah. That. I've been sad over guys don't text me back. But it's not the same as depression. I literally got all ready and set up to do studying. Was super ready. Opened up my laptop. And then just couldn't get myself to put in my password. And then just sat there crying at my laptop screen for a solid two and a half hours for literally no reason whatsoever. Like I had everything set up and it was literally just the putting in the password and then I didn't study and then I felt bad because I didn't study. I just feel embarrassed saying I'm depressed because I feel like I'm being dramatic just because people blow it so out of proportion. I feel like people look at it when you say you're depressed, they either look at it in the way of, okay, like you're actually just small scale sad or you're real, real fucking bad to the point of suicidal thoughts constantly. Nothing's worth living and they don't think about any of that in between because it's been co-opted by those people because there's also different types of depression too like there's people who get seasonal depression there's people who get i don't know the words because i'm not a doctor situational depression major depressive disorder then there's just regular depressive episodes i've been learning about this i also immediately forgot because of my adhd (laughs) classic okay another thing i've noticed is people really want to have anxiety I've noticed this on TikTok. There's so many trends where people are like, oh my God, this song makes me jittery. I have anxiety. Self-diagnosing. Guys, please, I'm not trying to hate on you. Just don't self-diagnose. Like I understand like some people can't go to a professional like ADHD. Typically you have to go to an ADHD psychiatrist specialist. So I can understand like with people who maybe can't afford that. Yeah, I totally get that. But it's the people who take the regular things and then attribute it to a mental illness and then say that they have that without actually having it. Because I remember before I got diagnosed, I see like posts, people with anxiety, blah, 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 and they'd have a list. And I'd be like, oh, like I have that. Maybe I have anxiety. But I wouldn't go to people like, yeah, uh, anxiety. So obviously I think seeing stuff and being like, okay, maybe if I have a few of these things, then I actually might have this. That makes sense. It's the people who like say that they have it and then refuse to listen to anyone that says otherwise. Mm -hmm. And they don't go out of their way to actually try and get diagnosed or seek help. I've noticed this. Some people will just say that because they want the attention that can come along yeah, with it. Yeah, the attention of people worrying about you and feeling bad for you. For most people I know, like myself included, I don't want that attention. I don't want my mental illness to be who I am. I don't want it to define me. It doesn't define me. It's a no. part of who I am, but it's not just, oh, anxiety, that's her. Depression, that's her. No. Another one that drives me crazy is OCD. I actually have OCD, but the thing with OCD is people think it's just like, you clean a lot of stuff. No, no. I get these thoughts, these really bad thoughts, intrusive thoughts. I'll be driving. It's like, oh, drive off the cliff. Ha ha. And you can't get it out of your mind. Thoughts, obsessive actions, the compulsion to act on those or to behave in a specific way because Mm -hmm. of those. Some people are like, oh my God, I can never have my room messy because I'm like so OCD. I'm like, oh my God, I can never have my room messy because if it's messy, I think my family's going to die. I literally had like a whole class on this last semester. The biggest thing that 
came out of those classes of talking about the difference between actual mental health disorders and people who just claim that they have them Mm -hmm. is the way that they word stuff and the way that they're co-opting those words. So it's like, you don't have OCD, you have a preference for how you like things done. Because there's a difference between actual OCD and just preferences. Mm -hmm. And you're not depressed or you don't have anxiety. You're anxious about something and you're upset about something. Which are both totally fine. There's nothing wrong. I'm not trying to say that if you don't have anxiety, you can't be anxious. Everyone's allowed to have their own feelings. You're allowed to be upset about anything. You're allowed to be anxious about stuff. Like it makes sense. You're allowed to be nervous about like a presentation you have. I find it's the wording. Everyone's entitled to their own feelings and everything like that. Without having anxiety, you can definitely feel anxious. Without having depression, you can definitely feel sad or upset. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the biggest thing with depression is there's so many different types. Yeah. Typically when people say like, oh, I'm depressed. It's like, okay, well, are you just going through a depressive episode? Like a small Mm -hmm. scale one, one that's maybe lasting a little longer? Or do you actually have perpetual depression? Yeah. That's what makes me mad. Okay, queen, go off. (laughs) Because usually we don't have feelings, but when we do, this is them. Sometimes I feel numb. Other times I feel everything. Love it. The next thing I kind of wanted to bring up was, you know, there's the classic mental disorders that people bring up like quite a bit, like depression, anxiety, etc. Then there's the disorders like bipolar and schizophrenia, ones that people consider scary, which makes me so mad. Because they're the exact same as depression, anxiety, whatever, but they're not as romanticized or glamorized. People will say like they seem more scary, but it's because they have less education on what it actually is. And people haven't co-opted those words yet. Because people have normalized terms like OCD, anxiety, and depression, but they haven't normalized bipolar borderline those words when you use those against someone you're like oh they're a skits oh you're so bipolar like you use it in a demeaning way which is so messed up because i think for example like bipolar bipolar disorder is in layman's terms it's switching between hot and cold being on one end of the spectrum at one time and then the other at another so it's the switching back and forth between depressive episodes and manic episodes people just don't understand things like that because they Mm -hmm. haven't looked into them they haven't taken the time to educate themselves on it Mm -hmm. and they think it's scary but I mean let's be real all of them are scary just some are less glamorized than others some are just less talked about all of them are scary it's something that's not normal that's going on in your body in your head and it's affecting every aspect of your life that shit's scary, no matter what disorder it is. For myself, when I have a panic attack, I'll stare at myself in the mirror and be like, what's wrong with you? I'll get so mad. I'll be like, what is wrong with my brain? Like, why are you freaking out right now? Why does this happen to me? I feel like a lot of the time, it's the people who have the mental health disorders that are the harshest to themselves. 100%. I'll do something and I'll know it's because of one of my disorders, but I'll beat myself up over it and I, I'll get so hard on myself and just be like, why did you do that? That you could have acted in this way or you could have studied harder for that test, but yeah. you were just being depressed. Why were you just doing that? And then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it was actually a disorder. I could have just 
been a little bit more understanding with myself, but I beat myself up over it. No, everyone's their own harshest critics. You're seeing yourself every day. You know the actions you make every day. You forget that other people don't know everything about you. It's really easy when you live with yourself to be able to pick out the tiniest and maybe almost insignificant flaws about yourself and completely ignore the bigger picture about what's good that comes from you being you. Going back to the schizophrenia, bipolar talk, I actually have a sibling who's schizophrenic. It's been like that since I was young. When I was younger, I'd kind of be like, what? Because I thought he was just telling crazy stories, whatever. And then I grew up and I realized, oh, like he has schizophrenia. And then one time I actually made a post on my social media because I wanted to spread awareness about it. And this was back in like 2015, maybe. But I did the post and then I remember I got a lot of positive feedback, but there was a lot of people that were just making fun of me. And they're like, why would she even post that? Like, that's so embarrassing. It was so shitty. First of all, I am so sorry that people acted that way. People can be so shitty and so mean. It's the people who act like that that are the reason that there's still a huge stigma around mental health and around yeah. just talking about it. Because it would be like years later and be like, oh, I remember when you did that post. Like, what was that about? It's the people who act like that that had made me not want to ever talk about my mental health issues also the thing is i'm glad people are a lot more open about it and there's a lot more posts and people educating themselves there's bell let's talk which is great but the thing with bell let's talk i love it it's a great initiative but the people that post those days that are like reach out for help i'm always here for you are the same girls who bullied me in high school to the point where i tried to kill myself the second that you started that sentence i knew where you were going with it because I could just imagine those girls in my head. And I'm all for people changing and bettering themselves. I love that. If they're better now, that's great. But then also, why didn't you just apologize to me or something? The thing that makes me so angry about that, first of all, I love that we're spreading awareness. Yeah. That is definitely something that needs to happen. The thing that angers me is the people who post it. And I know that they are still the kind of people who will judge people and talk about them behind their back because they have mental health disorders yeah but then they try and act like oh let's talk but then they still act like that behind this person's back that's the thing that makes me mad or it's the people who I get people can change a hundred percent it's the people who say that they've changed but refuse to take accountability for their actions in the past and refuse to take accountability for the effect that it had on people. I 100% agree. So many people do it just to make themselves look like better people. I love that you're posting on your story, spreading awareness. But if that's all you're doing and you're just doing it to make yourself look good, it doesn't count for anything. I literally just had a goddamn class on this in social psychology about people who will just post things on social media because it makes them feel better. It makes them feel like they've done something. Just make a post and I'm all for spreading awareness like that is something that needs to happen Mm -hmm. but it's the people who only do that and they feel justified that that's enough especially in circumstances where it's clear that more action needs to be taken and there are other avenues for things that they can do to help and they just don't do them. Even like the smallest things, like you can post on your story, but also make sure you reach out to your friends and make sure they're doing okay. That's not a big thing to do. Just text your friend. Just be like, hey, what's up? And if they're like, yeah, I'm chill. That's cool. Just search online. Educate yourself. I also wanted to add, there's this TV show on Amazon Prime called Modern Love. And there's this episode, I think episode three, and it has Anne Hathaway. And she plays a bipolar lady. And it's she does really good. It's actually amazing. And I've heard a lot of people say that's a lot like what their bipolar looks like. You guys should watch that if you can. It helped me learn a little more. I also have a bipolar person in my family. But having a bipolar person, knowing them, it's hard to understand them. 
because they'll go from hot to cold. Go ahead, toss that in there. Modern love, ladies and gentlemen, Anne Hathaway. I love her. She is a queen. We do all love her. Let's be real. I've seen her boobs like a lot. Sorry, just like a little sidetrack. I don't know. She shows her boobs a lot in movies and they're like pretty nice. Like, I'll be honest. I love Anne Hathaway. Especially, sorry, sidetrack, sidetrack. I also love Jake Gyllenhaal and I love Anne Hathaway. So they're in quite a few movies together and when they're together, oh my god. That's actually the cure to my depression. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I had to say. <laughs> just kidding. I wish it was that easy, but they do make me happy so last year i was coaching and i got a text from my mom just like super out of the blue Uh and all it says is jacob reminds me of jake gyllenhaal that's (gasps) who he looks like i'm sorry did your mom wear glasses i was like oh my god mom and i think it was one of the new spider-mans i think it was because like the beard and the hair not that i'm like biased or anything in my personal opinion i feel like jacob's hotter but i'll I'll admit that i probably have a bias (laughs) what no (laughs) So we brought up our boyfriends. Jacob knows about your conditions and all that, I assume. It took me a while to talk to him about them. Do you feel like Like, it plays a role in your relationship? It definitely can. There's been times where like I've kind of gotten into depression and just withdrawn because one of the things that I do when I start getting depressed is I tend to isolate myself. I won't even answer people's texts and part of that is I'll look at a text message and I'm like I just don't have the energy to right now but then I feel bad because I'm like this person probably hates me we've had a lot of long conversations one of the things that I said that I would start working on is that even when I'm not feeling good to make sure to still keep in contact with him and with others and then Every few weeks, we have a little check-in to see how our relationship's going, our aspects of life. Then we'll also do mental health check-ins. It's easy to not address everything. So we make sure to have those separate check-ins to be able to actually talk about everything and give it the attention that it needs. That's awesome. Maybe I'll start doing that. I really enjoy it. It's really good and I find it makes communication a lot better. It just kind of smooths everything out. So if there's any kind of issues we feel like we're having, then it's super easy to bring them up you aren't scared I hate confrontation so I hate bringing things up this is a way that I've found that makes it so easy to bring up anything even though it's a pandemic it seems like we don't really have like a lot going on that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that there's not still a lot going on in our lives so that's been something that's really good and as we do it I sometimes we'll just be talking and I'm like oh damn I didn't realize that I was like so stressed everyone let's let's start doing that with our significant others or your friends or your family do that with anyone normalize it for all relationships yes so I want to ask you when did you realize you had a mental illness or that you your brain is a little different than other people's probably in about grade eight that was when I was first self-harming A lot of my depression initially stemmed from synchronized swimming and it was just a toxic environment. We both have PTSD from our sports that we did. I think it was about grade eight that I noticed that I really started going downhill. Every single day after practice, I was crying and not just like a light cry, but normally like a sobbing, gasping for air. My aunt would typically pick me up and drive me and she'd be like, are you okay? And every single time my answer was, I'm just done I can't I didn't have words to describe everything that was going on and I was just so overwhelmed that that's all I could say did your parents find out my parents kind of brought it up to me in the summer after grade 10 they started to notice because I didn't want to bring it up to them being in synchro I was constantly at the pool and so like my relationship with my parents wasn't the best because I didn't really have time to cultivate one because I was just constantly at school then at the pool and then 
at home sleeping. They finally brought it up to me a few weeks after they brought it up to me. That's when I started to go and see a therapist. So it wasn't until grade 11 that I started getting help. And it was especially because I had quit and I'd also had two concussions. That's when everything started going like by the wayside. I had no idea what to do with my time. No idea who I was as a person because I quit synchro and my hormones were everywhere. They didn't know how to regulate themselves anymore. And I was no longer a part of the thing that defined me for so many years. So when you're doing something for so long and then you just stop, you're like, what do I do with my life now? What are my hobbies? What are my interests? I don't actually know because I've never had time to actually truly figure out what I like or what I enjoy or what interests me. Because I've just never yeah. had the time. The first time I went to the therapist, did you like it? What did you think about it? I did like it. I was going pretty regularly because I was doing really bad. So mm-hmm. my therapist wanted to see me like a minimum of once a week. I knew I enjoyed going. It's just some <laughs> random person that, that, that that's all my connection to them. I was actually the opposite. I went to the therapist and I did not enjoy it at all. She was asking me questions. I just wasn't into it. She, like, she didn't really understand me. And she gave me a work booklet. I feel like I'm kind of my own therapist. Obviously, COVID happened this year. And at the beginning of it, everyone had to be in quarantine. And for a lot of people that brought their mental health down, how did it affect you? For me, it made it really, really bad. I had just started to get better. I finally got to a place where I had figured out the right dosage for my medication. It was working for me. My routine that I had going for me, like every single day was good. And then quarantine hit. I was just like in my house. I never left. Biggest thing that I could do for my family was to never leave the house because my entire family works in the medical field. So every single day they were out there very, very exposed. So then Mm -hmm. it was also added stress, constantly worrying about them. I got majorly depressed. There's a few things that my sister that she does that adds into my mental health and makes it a lot worse. Because also one of the other things I forgot to mention that I have body dysmorphic disorder and I've struggled with eating disorders. She made them a lot worse Mm because she would constantly make comments on my body and like what I eat, what I don't eat. My psychiatrist, he said... I know that the worst thing that you can do for yourself is to isolate yourself. But right now, what you need to do is you need to not be around her because that's ultimately going to be worse for you. So I was kind of in a quarantine in a quarantine. With my family, the thing is we moved from Moldova, which is this tiny little super conservative country. And we don't believe in mental illness. If you're sad, it's like, get over it. Even like my dad doesn't really believe in mental illness. If I'm in a bad mood, he'd be like, oh, someone not take their pills today, which it sucks, but like, it's hard for him to understand. That's one of the biggest things. I just heard this actually the other day in one of my classes was that sometimes the worst thing about mental health is you can understand why it is that they're doing that and why they behave the way that they do or why they think a specific way, but it's still not appropriate for them to act like that. But then again, it's also like, I can't change the way that they're behaving. Even my mom, she thought I was being overdramatic when I would tell her, I'm like, sad. I'm like, mom, I'm 100% sure I'm depressed. She'd be like, yeah, yeah, sweetie, I believe you. But like, she just think I was sad. And then I came home with my medication and she was like, oh, like she actually prescribed you. And I was like, yeah, mom, I told you. She's like, no, honestly, I just thought you were being dramatic, which makes sense. I'm a dramatic person. My mom, she struggles with mental health issues of her own, Mm -hmm. but I I was always like scared to bring up mine grade 12 both of my sisters were going into nursing and finally decided I wanted to talk to her about it she looked at me and she went Sina with me going back to work and with your sisters starting university I do not have the time to deal with another <gasps> depressed child I don't bring it up because I know she'd feel terrible 
the one time we were on family vacation and when we're on a family vacation sometimes everything just falls to shit always she was getting ready to storm off somewhere in like france the first thing that she did she stopped and she looked at me and she goes you're the reason that our family is falling apart (gasps) a few months later I came home and my dad was super stressed. He was crying. Never seen my dad cry. Mm -hmm. He was like, we don't know where your mom is. Packed a bag and just kind of left. He was like, if she had the chance, she would divorce us all. It's gotten a lot better since then. That's good. All good. (laughs) Going back to, you said you had eating disorders and body. Body dysmorphia or body dysmorphic disorder. English is hard. It's my second language. Leave me alone. English is hard. It's my first language. So... (laughs) How have you been doing with that? Lately, I've not been doing so great with it. Just kind of like looking at myself in the mirror and being like, wow, you look really fat today and your skin is really bad. So you just look gross overall. And then there's times where I'm like, I'm just making it worse in my head. Even when I know logically that it's stupid that I'm saying that to myself and that I shouldn't believe that, it overrides. It was good at one point, but I also knew that I was not doing good because I was happy about how I looked and it was, I just started a bunch of meds. So I lost a bunch of weight. I typically sit around at 150. Let's be real. Majority of that is my boobs. Sina has huge boobs. <laughs> Nicer than Anne Hathaway's. I went down to like 122. I literally hadn't weighed that much since I had been in grade nine and was doing synchro for over 27 hours a week. Like, I know I shouldn't be glad that I look like this. Yeah. It was so bad. I went down from like a triple D to a B. And what amount of time? maybe four months. I had to borrow my sister's bras. The best part is they were my hand-me-downs from like years ago. That's hilarious. Do you think having a boyfriend has improved your self-image? Yeah, he definitely does help whenever he compliments me. I always feel really bad because I am so bad at receiving compliments. Yeah, I don't want him to feel bad. So I'm like, I want to believe what you're saying, but I don't. Slowly, I've gotten there where like I do believe him when he says that I look beautiful or that I look really good. I remember last year at Christmas, we were having a conversation with my mom and made a joke against myself. And then he's like, that's the only thing that I would change about you is the way that you talk to yourself because you're too hard on yourself and you don't give yourself enough credit. I swear to God, bitch, I was about to cry. Oh my God, that took such a nice turn. Do you think that social media played a factor in your self-image at all? I don't think it was a major role. Social media has actually been more of like a positive enforcement for me. It encourages me to get healthy. Sometimes, obviously, like I'll see girls who look really, really good. And then I'm like, I wish I looked like that. Like, of course, that still happens. Mm -hmm. But I remember actually on TikTok, I saw this video and she was like, the one thing that you have to remember whenever you see those girls who are like super, super fit on Instagram, all they do all day is go to the gym. That's your job. Like, good for you. Yeah. But I can't look like that unless I were to dedicate the same amount of time that you do. I feel like people are like, I mean, they're too big or either too small because I remember I was always at the opposite end of the scale where I thought I was way too skinny because I had a super fast metabolism and everyone would be like oh just go skinny they do the thing where they wrap their fingers around my wrist and be like oh my god Elena do you eat food like I remember I was in grade seven I think and this girl came up to me and she's like Elena I need to ask you a question I was like okay she's like are you anorexic and I was like what does that mean I literally didn't know what it meant I was like no what she's like no like you can tell me and like same with first year of university my friends had an intervention with me because they thought I was anorexic but I'm just like no I just 
can't gain weight, which I know people get annoyed when people complain about it, but it's like people make fun of super skinny people too. Oh, 100%. People are like, oh, that person looks so unhealthy. It goes both ways. There are always going to be people out there that make fun of how you look, no matter what your weight is. I noticed like that was a big thing of my sisters because both Mm -hmm. of them have super super fast metabolisms they're super skinny like naturally and then there's me on the other hand I don't have their metabolism my body shape is different than theirs and everything so they look like my mom they both have red hair like my mom oh right yeah they both you have show me pictures. very fair skin and mm-hmm. there's me tan super easily dark hair like I'm the mailman's daughter yes yes that's, where's the that's mailman <laughs> in conclusion ladies love your bodies because people are always gonna comment on it no matter what if you're skinny if you're not if you're in the middle literally anything if you have a big bump if you have a small bump if you have big boobs if you have small boobs listen to yourself you look in the mirror and you're like yeah I'm sexy I feel good I'm healthy as long as you're happy with how you look then that's yeah. all that matters biggest thing I've learned is that if you're exercising because you want to be healthy make sure that that root of the reason why you're exercising comes from a positive place because otherwise you're just always going to be unhappy with your results mic drop okay that's all the questions I have do you have anything you want to add I guess the one thing that I want to add is even though mental health is super hard to talk about the one thing that I've learned is that it's always better to be honest and open with all your communication in any kind of relationship if you ever want it to work out you have to be honest so if someone asks how you're doing You can't just lie and say that you're fine and have it be a guessing game because it's not good for you and it's not good for them because that person's asking. It's because they genuinely care about you and they're worried and they want to help you and you're completely stopping them from being able to do that by not telling them what's happening or what's going on. So even though it may be hard, you don't have to deep dive into it. You could just say something as simple as, yeah, I'm not doing so great. And that's it. Keep open and honest communication at all times and... Don't judge people for having mental illnesses. I want you to be my therapist. Sina, thank you so much for coming on and joining us for our very first tea day. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I feel very honored. I'm so glad we were able to have this open and honest conversation. Follow Sina. Her Instagram is sina.lauf. I'll see you soon. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was definitely a different vibe than all my other episodes have been, but I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned something. If you're ever going through something or just need someone to talk to, my DMs are always open. I'm ready to chat. I wanted this episode to help any of you who are maybe struggling with your mental illness and feel ashamed or embarrassed about it. You should not feel ashamed or embarrassed. It's nothing to be ashamed of. There's so many people that have it and we're all like one big happy family. I will see you next week on the 24th. Isn't that crazy? Christmas is literally next week. I did not know that. We'll see what I'm going to do for Christmas. I might be working. Maybe I'll watch Home Alone. I love Home Alone. I'm ready for all my messages of Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, since my nickname is Eve for some people. So that'll be exciting. I guess I'll see you guys then. Bye!